Hi everyone, it's episode 22 of Everlong Farm, Life on a Small Holding. It's Saturday the 9th of April. So we've had, as usual, a very busy day. Uh, starting at nine o'clock this morning, we were expecting Sean to arrive to come and meet Molly, Lisa and Maggie. This meant an early start for us as we wanted to make sure everyone was fed and watered before he arrived. Our lovely guests and Buy Me A Coffee members, Karen and John, were quite happy eating breakfast whilst we came out to feed. <laughs> we checked on the lambs and Rosie's tiny piglet, who my mum has named Scylla because she was a surprise surprise. Sorry, such a 90s reference there. <laughs> Everyone is doing great, I'm really happy to say. We are planning on getting some of the ewes who have not lambed yet, as well as Harley and Morag, out of the lambing barn, as space is becoming a bit tight, to say the least. We had no idea the girls were going to give birth so close together, and whilst it's great to be getting everyone lambed so they can get outside sooner, it is putting a bit of pressure on the barn and us. Every day brings new lessons here and something we've figured out and probably too late for this year is that we need to make sure the boys are rattled next season. This will give us a much better idea of when to expect lambs and how close together they'll be. Of course next year we won't have as many but it's still going to be worth knowing. The less time we can keep the girls in the better especially as the grass is now growing so beautifully. After feeding everyone, Phil and I were in the brooder room giving food and water to all the ducklings, the quail chicks and the one month old chicks. It takes just as much time to do this as it does to feed all the pigs and Dougal's group. The ewes are taking much longer now because everyone has their own pen which needs its own supply of hay, water and food. Whilst we were doing this, Sean arrived with his three children who came along to meet the Cooney Cooney sows in the bottom field. We headed up with a bucket of food and even though we were 95% sure the girls were going to be leaving with them, we made sure Titch was put somewhere out of the way just in case we had to bring the girls past her. It was no surprise that Sean and the kids decided to take the girls home so after untying the gate we called to the three to get them out of the pen and up to the yard where Sean's transport was waiting. They were absolutely wonderful coming to the yard and I was delighted to see Sean's two daughters encouraging Maggie to follow them when she went off course. <laughs> I know they're going to be so loved and actually just this evening at the time of recording I've received some really beautiful pictures of the girls in their new home already having cuddles with one of Sean's daughters. After we said goodbye to the girls, Sean and the family, we came in for a quick breakfast before Izzy arrived. However, just after I'd made coffee and toast, our friend Dick turned up to collect the quail boys we didn't need after I sorted them out yesterday. Straight after this, Izzy arrived and thinking of my cold coffee and toast, I told her to start watering and came inside for my lukewarm breakfast. <laughs> I stood eating in the kitchen whilst Phil went outside and then I joined him shortly afterwards, already worn out by half past ten in the morning. <laughs> However, it's been a bright and sunny day, so we've made the most of it. Phil carried on cultivating the vegetable beds, and just after he did the potato bed, I began my task for the day, planting the 360-odd King Edward seed potatoes. 
we had the potatoes in their egg, egg trays in the trolley and after lying out rows of string as a guide for me to plant along I made a start. This was really backbreaking work but I did manage to rest in between rows by making sure Izzy was getting on okay with her jobs and of course checking in the ewes in the barn in every hour or so. <laughs> I spent the rest of the morning planting potatoes and by lunchtime I was really happy I'd done a quarter of the trays. We all came in for a break and to rest my back a bit. Izzy had already done her watering, including about 15 watering cans up to Peanut and his girls, bless her. It was nice to leave this to her, as we really had so much to be doing today whilst the weather is good. After lunch, we all carried on outside. I went back to the potatoes. Iffy went, Izzy went off to the duck shed and Phil went on the tractor in the pumpkin beds. We carried on working all afternoon and when Tim arrived to pick up Izzy he brought her sisters with him and they had a quick look at the new lambs and the best surprise, little Scylla. It really is such a shame that Rosie only had one piglet as she's the most wonderful mother. Little Scylla sticks to her like glue and Rosie, who's not a small pig, is so good at not lying on her. We've also noticed whenever she's approached by anyone she tries to cover her up with straw to protect her. It's so sweet. After Izzy left, we had a short break, stretching my back again. I only had 90 potatoes to go now, so I was quietly confident I could finish by feeding time. Luckily, I had a little encouragement to finish from my favourite cheerleaders, Sykes, Charlie and Phil, who had come to the potato field to see how I was getting on. <laughs> Sykes was quite happy playing with a stick and having a look at Alf through the gates into their field and this was definitely the motivation I needed to finish planting all the potatoes. Once I'd finished and had a good stretch out we went to feed everyone. The sun is definitely helping the ground dry out and even where Phil has been driving the tractor was getting firmer every day. It's such a pleasure to be able to feed the pigs outside now. I was definitely getting a bit fed up with putting their food onto the driest patch of mud I could. But now it's much easier to spread it around, especially now there are only three pigs in here. <laughs> as far as I can tell, Wilbur, Becky and Ruby seem to be fine without Rosie, so that's good. After feeding, Karen and John came back briefly with two more guests who were spending the weekend with us. We don't usually let out two bed and breakfast rooms, but we don't mind doing it for friends or family groups. It was lovely to meet Claire and Lee, and Claire was just as interested in the farm as her sister Karen, so we spent 20 minutes or so chatting about the animals, especially Rosie and her surprise piglet. Once they had left for the evening, we came in for dinner, quite happy to be settling down for the night. It's been a really long day with the coming and going of animals and people, so Phil and I were quite looking forward to a night in front of the TV. <laughs> However, Alice, one of our pregnant ewes, decided that wasn't going to happen. We were eating dinner when my phone started to ring. It was my mum, wondering if we knew that Alice had delivered a lamb. <laughs> we didn't, as we hadn't been watching. So off we went to the barn, clad in our casual wear with overalls over the top, and got Alice and her little boy, yes, another one, penned in. We didn't spend too long with her as she'd already passed her afterbirth and was cleaning the little fella up. We didn't want to put the others on edge so we left them alone. We would definitely be moving some of the group out tomorrow. There's not a lot of room now. 
So I'm just about spent for the day. I'm sitting here recording this with a cup of tea and a plate of biscuits to give me the energy I need to finish the day off. But I'm going to end there. But as usual, the end of day lamin report. One very late entry. A boy. See you tomorrow. It's Sunday the 9th of April. It's been an absolutely lovely day today, lots of sunshine and at times very warm. We knew we had to spend some time organising the cart lodge to take out some ewes from the lambing barn thanks to Alice giving birth last night and space being a bit tight. After our guests had left for an Easter Sunday egg hunt, we started to round up the hurdles we needed to make a secure area for the five ewes we wanted to take out. There were eight in the lambing barn, including Harley and Morag, so we wanted to leave the three we thought were carrying more than a single lamb with the room to look after them. The other five were brought out to the cart lodge where we had constructed a run filled with straw, a hay feeder and a big tub of water. We moved Harley and Morag, who are young and old so not pregnant, Polly, Clemmy and Harry into here one at a time. Phil pulled them along and I was pushing from behind to move them. Once we'd got them into this area, we re-secured the hurdle on the main lambing barn and breathed a sigh of relief. If any more lambs turn up today, we know there's space for them to be cared for. The main reason we're not letting the ewes and their lambs out just yet is we want to make sure that their feet are in good condition before sending them outside. As we're also selling eight of our ewes with their lambs and ideally as we can do this when the lambs are a few weeks old, it's going to be easier for us to have them inside when they're collected by new owners. So after doing this, we spent an hour or so doing different jobs. Phil collected all the quail eggs ready to pack up on Monday and then went off to cultivate the hog plot ready for the Jerusalem artichoke to be planted later this week. I started to clear off the quail trays and by the time I had spread the muck, it was lunchtime. We're definitely noticing the warmth of the day and this is the first time this year I felt too hot wearing my Wellington boots and dungarees. <laughs> when we came back out after lunch, we'd already to get the uh, red onion sets in the ground next to the potatoes I planted yesterday. Phil and I did this together as there are approximately two and a half thousand onions to be pushed into the ground. However, this was a much faster job than the potatoes and as we worked with Charlie and Sykes enjoying a run around the field, it was quite enjoyable knowing we would finally be able to get these in the ground. We have the same number of white onions to do, but we will wait for another couple of days to do this. <laughs> After planting the red onions, which took about two hours, we came in for a cup of tea before feeding. We even talked about cutting the grass again as it was still quite sunny and we really wanted to make the most of the dry weather. We were expecting a lot of rain tomorrow and this was another reason for wanting to get the onions and potatoes in the ground, free watering. Unfortunately, our grass cutting plans went awry. I had gone round to feed Rosie, Titch and the boys and upon reaching Rosie's temporary pen for her and Scylla, I discovered she had knocked over the straw bales and was sniffing around the gate and definitely not with her piglet. 
I fed her on the ground and after sorting Titch and the boys, I encouraged Rosie back to her pen and her piglet, who had buried herself within a straw tunnel to keep warm. Phil and I rebuilt the hurdles and got some more straw bales around her, which Rosie was not happy about. We didn't want the piglet to get crushed, so we took them down and as soon as Rosie could see outside, she laid down much calmer and allowed her piglet to feed. We'd never seen this behaviour before, so we were a bit worried. We pulled a heavy planter around to the hurdles to make it harder for her to move them and then we carried on with our rounds. By the time we had refilled hay, filled water tubs and made sure the ewes had water in their separate pens, we decided to leave any more jobs for the day. After kneeling to plant the onions this afternoon, the backs of my legs were killing me, so we had a good rest for the rest of Easter Sunday. <laughs> we enjoyed the chocolate eggs left for us this morning by Karen and John and settled in for a quiet night. <laughs> I'm so glad no lambs were born today as the pace of work is definitely starting to take its toll, but I know it's all worth it. End of day lambing report, no lambs. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi everyone, it's Monday the 10th. Uh, not much of an entry today as it's been pouring with rain and most of the jobs we had planned for the wet weather have been delayed also because I had been hit for six with some sort of bug that has left me exhausted and feeling quite nauseous. I'm actually recording this Tuesday morning as I simply had no energy yesterday afternoon and therefore spent most of the day sleeping and being looked after. However, I did manage to do half a day's work before taking myself to bed. We did the morning feed very quickly thanks to the rain and when we came inside to our guests getting ready to leave we tried to encourage them to stay a few days more. <laughs> it's been lovely having our Buy Me A Coffee members and their family here for the Easter weekend and our dogs especially look forward to Karen and John coming to stay but all good things come to an end and we waved them off into the rain. We spent the morning getting the rooms straight again, ready for our next guest, but by lunchtime I was feeling pretty bad. I have no idea what came over me, so off I went to bed, grateful I wasn't ill whilst we had company. When Phil came to check on me about four o'clock, he'd already been out to feed during a gap in the rain, and only came to ask me which wheelie bin had to go up. <laughs> we went up together as I thought some fresh air would help, but I was wrong. As soon as I tried to do anything, I became dizzy and, accepting defeat, let Phil, left Phil to get on with the rest of the tasks for the animals. I don't remember much of the rest of the day, but I do know this. I am much better today and even more thankful that the end of day lambing report is a big fat zero. <laughs> I'll be back later today with Tuesday's entry. <laughs> See you then. Welcome back everyone, it's now Tuesday the 11th, um, I'm recording this about 8 o'clock in the evening, having just come in from shutting everyone away. I still don't know what happened to me yesterday, but this morning I woke up and was feeling absolutely fine. The sun has been shining all day and only got a bit cooler about 6 o'clock, but by then we were pretty much done for the day. 
but I'm racing ahead as usual. We fed all the animals and did water where it was needed today. The ground is still firmer than it was a few weeks ago, but yesterday's rain hasn't helped. It feels like one step forward, two steps back at the moment with the ground conditions. Nevertheless, we were quite happy to see that little Scylla, Rose's piglet, has made it through another night. I didn't want to talk too much about her just in case she didn't make it, but she seems to be putting weight on beautifully. I guess having all that lovely milk to herself is helping. After Rose's antics of a few days ago, she seems much happier, so that's really good. After feeding, including more hay for the lambing barn and the second lambing pen outside, as well as water and feed for the brooder room occupants, so all the ducklings, chicks and large quail chicks, we came inside for breakfast and decided what to do to make up for yesterday's lack of work. We're going to start potting on the lettuce that is now large enough, weed the polytunnel and try to get the grass cut again when it dries out. Firstly though, we had to spend some time packing up quail eggs that are going out today, now the four day weekend is over. We keep wondering when the chickens can come out again and just today we have heard that they can come out of lockdown on Tuesday the 18th of April. It'll be wonderful to see the chickens outside again in their natural habitat and we can finally begin to sell our eggs again. We have so many duck eggs coming every day but there are only so many we can hatch and then sell the birds on. It'll be good to see if we can sell the duck eggs on our new website now that the restrictions are being lifted. So after packing up eggs for the post today we made a start in the garden. Phil cut the grass a bit shorter than last time and I cracked on with weeding in the polytunnel. We're not planting anything in here yet but it is good to keep on top of the weeds. The cucumber plants have just started to appear and we're still waiting for the tomatoes which seem to be taking a while to start but we do plan on doing some more in another greenhouse just in case there is a problem. It's been quite cold here overnight last few days, so we're just hoping that they are taking a bit longer than usual because of this. Once I had weeded one side of the polytunnel, we came in for lunch and again caught up on emails and phone calls. We get a regular order from the handmade Scotch Egg Company and they had left a message inquiring about a recent order. I called them back and spoke to a lovely lady called Steph and after chatting about her order she very kindly offered to send us some of the mini scotch eggs they make using our quail eggs. I promised to taste test them and pass on my recommendation. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be gorgeous. So after lunch we came back out and Phil and I carried on working in the polytunnel. There is still a lot of stuff to sow but we're doing our best with the limited compost and pots we have. We've simply not been able to find the extra income to get ourselves well stocked. However, we are hoping our new Airbnb pictures will be ready in a few days and with a bit of luck be inundated with bookings to come and stay on the farm. <laughs> Incidentally, if anyone listening would like to book a stay with us, please get in touch. We're happy to accommodate short breaks and longer stays, whatever you fancy. So if you're a uh, fed up of listening to what the farm is like come and stay with us and see for yourselves so we worked until feeding time and after doing all the usual we had to do a job that we just hoped would make our newest mum Alice a bit more comfortable Alice just had one lamb and he seems to be favouring only one side of her udder 
So what's happening is that the other teat is getting very swollen where the milk is not being taken. Phil and I climbed into her pen and whilst Phil held her, I managed to milk her into a plastic jug. This made the teat a more manageable size and should encourage her lamb to take from this side as well as the other. We shall see what happens, but we may need to do this regularly to prevent her getting an infection like mastitis. We took the milk round to Rosie, who thoroughly enjoyed it, a majority running out of her mouth as she greedily drank from the drug being poured by Phil. <laughs> so quite a good productive day with some animal fun thrown in. We actually managed to settle down for dinner a bit earlier. There have been no use looking like popping today, so it's been quite nice to take a rest. So I will end the day here and say, as of 8.15pm, the end of day lambing report, no lambs. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Wednesday the 12th of April. We've had another busy day but for all the right reasons. We've had so many guests and visitors and buyers coming to us over the last few weeks so today it's been quite nice to enjoy some time on our own. We started the day as usual with feeding and with nothing of incident to report I can just flip over this and get on with talking about the rest of the day. We had a quick breakfast and then the first jobs on the to-do list was to start sowing all the different varieties of chilies and peppers we have. We got the trays and lids together along with a big bag of compost and got to work. After an hour or so we'd sown eight varieties including some very very hot scotch bonnet which Phil was really careful not to touch and also a couple of types called sweet chocolate and napier a pointy red pepper. These have come from a company called Real Seeds and they specialise in heirloom varieties that can be used in seed saving because they're not hybrids. We also have a variety of leeks that can grow up to three foot in size from the same company. That'll be very interesting to see in the autumn. <laughs> Once we'd done this and put the trays in the conservatory where it gets nice and warm, we made a start on sowing some more tomato plants just in case the others don't germinate. If they all end up um, doing something, we would just sell the excess. Nothing goes to waste around here. We were kept company in the vicinity of the small greenhouse by Titch, who quite enjoyed the activities through the fence on the other side, and she settled down quite happily whilst Phil and I worked, loading up individual trays with compost. We have some good trays for the sowing that enable us to sow lots of seeds within a small space. It's a good job too as we don't have the compost to fill large pots at the moment and with a plethora of different vegetables to get on with these trays are a really good thing. We carried on working till about two o'clock then had to come in for a quick break before heading up and packing up more quail eggs. Our postal collection is usually now around four o'clock so we had to make sure these were ready to go. After doing this we carried on in the greenhouse with the potting on of the lettuce and the tomatoes. Whilst we were in here, the rain started to pour. It was heavy enough that we had to close the door of the greenhouse to keep the compost dry. I don't know what is going on with the weather lately, but this is just silly. 
It turned cold as well, so I put my coat back on, yet when the rain stopped and the sun came out, it was too hot to wear in the greenhouse. <laughs> we decided to make a dash around all the animals for feeding time, just in case it started again, and luckily we managed to sort everyone before coming inside, and Phil, can't believe it, had to light the fire. It's been one of those days. Lots done again, including upgrading the ducklings to a cat litter tray for their paddling and drinking needs. I'm sure the weather will settle down, but for now I will say goodnight and go and put everyone away, just in case the rain comes again. End of day lambing report. No lambs, but Olivia in the corner is looking close. We'll report back in the morning. See you then. It's Thursday the 13th. Hello. It started out a bit breezy this morning and it seemed yesterday's sun and rain showers have encouraged all the pigs to start drinking again. The poor things don't know if they're coming or going. Yesterday Wilbur was having a nice lie down in the sun and the next thing is getting drenched by the heaviest rain we've had for days. It's just crazy and the worst thing is that nowhere is drying out. We are still desperate to get the bags of soiled straw up to the compost heap to allow me to clean the quail cages, but we need at least 10 days of dry weather to allow the very soft ground to harden up. The tractor can lift the bags easily enough, but we are so worried about getting stuck in the mud with the weight of the tractor and the bags together that we just have to keep waiting. I do think the forecast is looking much warmer over the next week or so, so we shall see if this makes a difference. So after feeding and watered all the animals this morning, we then decided after breakfast to do some more sowing in the polytunnel, as well as potting on the rest of the lettuce. But first we had to go into the lambing barn. It's been a busy few days and we hadn't had much opportunity to get the new lambs tagged and their tails docked. We got our kit together and one by one the lambs were sorted out. Harry's little boy didn't particularly like his tail being touched, but we got there in the end. Whilst we were in this pen, Phil turned Harry over so we could start to trim her hooves. They'd been giving us some issues before she had her lamb. It's much safer, in our opinion, to wait till a lamb has, a ewe has lambed before turning them. And this is why in the last few weeks before lambing starts, some of our sheep can be seen hobbling around. Once this was all done and Phil's back had recovered, we came round to the polytunnel. It's one of the best parts of small holding life in that no two days are ever the same. <laughs> one minute you're cleaning out uh, mud from a sheep's hoof and the next you're doing something very nice in the polytunnel. <laughs> we got more pots and composts and decided that we would definitely need more space on which to put all the trays we were sowing. We went round and collected a couple of pallets, the small holder's best friend, along with hurdles and baler swine. <laughs> and these definitely helped over the course of the afternoon as we continued to sow sage, coriander, leeks, lovage, oregano, spearmint and fennel. After we'd done all this, Phil went off to cut the grass in the vegetable garden and I carried on potting on the lettuce in the polytunnel. After working for an hour or so, we sat outside on the decking for a cup of tea. It was quite warm when the sun came out and it was very nice to sit and look at the fruit trees. 
they're just starting to reveal their first leaves and I know it'll be a couple of years before we have fruit from these but it's so nice to see the trees we planted are thriving. There are so many things that could have gone wrong with this project and we're just chuffed it's been a success so far. After our break, we went to check on the ewes in the barn as we're getting slightly worried about Olivia, who is the ewe I penned in by myself on Good Friday. Her vulva is looking a bit strange. Not wrong, just not what we have been used to seeing. We are keeping an eye on her, along with my mum, who enjoys watching the camera on the YouTube feed as much as any other TV programme. Olivia isn't showing any signs of a problem, so we'll continue to keep an eye on her. Of course, coming onto the driveway at four o'clock is asking for trouble. So as the pigs started to make a noise that would arrive at a rock concert, we bucketed up the food and began to feed. When we got up to do Gorbani and Alf, we took the hoof trimmers and spray with us as we wanted to give Barney a quick tidy up. Phil noticed he'd been limping this morning, so we thought we'd turn him and see what was happening. Phil trimmed him and after spotting a little bit of irritation in between his hoof we sprayed him with alamycin spray and he went off to eat his dinner with Dougal and Alf. I've not mentioned the large blacks or peanut in a while because Phil and I now tend to feed separately in the morning to be more efficient but as I was down to assist with Barney I took the chance to say hello. They are all looking really happy down here in their large run. There's absolutely no trace of grass left. <laughs> Peanut has made the most of the recent wet weather to dig a crater large enough for a baby elephant to lie in. And so I guess that's him set for the summer. <laughs> we would still like some piglets out of the girls this year, but we're not holding our breath. We may give Peanut a full year to produce and then see what to do about him. We both agree that taking him away for a while probably will help, but there just hasn't been time to make the available run strong enough for him. After feeding was done, we came inside and after catching up on more washing from the bed and breakfast room, we sat down to dinner. No one was looking close to giving birth, so imagine our surprise when after dinner we went outside to put some rubbish in the bin and saw that Mary had delivered a little girl. We'd only been inside an hour and there she was cleaning the baby like it was no big deal. <laughs> we got her penned in, hurdles, baler twine and bought her some water and hay. What a lovely surprise for the end of the day and thank you Mary for not giving birth in the middle of the night. <laughs> end of day lambing report, one pretty little girl. See you tomorrow. everyone it's Friday the 14th we had an early start today and we got outside by eight o'clock as we're having our boiler service this morning it was about nine days ago it stopped working and we've managed without the heating for this time but it was nice to know it was finally going to get sorted I'd asked for a recommendation on a service company and very quickly got given the number of a local chap who was very nice and definitely knew what he was doing but before he came round, we had fed everyone and even managed to top up the hay and watering the lambing barn. We checked in on Mary's little girl, who was doing fine, and it was so sweet to see that Mary had made a nest out of straw and hay for her to sleep on. 
We've never seen this before because we tend to use hay baskets, but with the number of ewes giving birth, we've run out and are just putting hay on the floor for now. <laughs> Whilst the boiler was being sorted, I was surprised again by Phil announcing the arrival of Olivia's first lamb. We'd been so worried about her delivering, so we came into the study to see on the camera. She was busy cleaning the lamb and everything was looking good, and then ten minutes later she had another. Phil went out to check she was okay and came back to tell me she'd had one of each, a boy and a girl. When the boiler was done, we said goodbye to Mark and came out to check on her again and make sure everyone still had plenty of hay and water. They seem to be eating so much now. After our early start, we decided to have some breakfast and then I made a start on clearing out the quail in the wooden cages. By the time I'd finished this and collected up the eggs for the day, it was lunchtime. Some days just fly by like this. I have started to list the ewes and their lambs for sale on Facebook as this seems to be the best place to find smallholders looking for new animals. I spent a lot of the day answering questions and sending photos so we will see what happens in the next week or two. We are holding off on castrating the boys as sometimes people do want them for breeding but it's difficult to hold off as you only get a certain amount of time to do it. Anyway... After having a break for lunch, we headed outside to pack up the orders going out today. I can't wait till Tuesday as we'll finally be able to get back to selling to the public again and have eggs on our farm gate stall. We've already got our signage ready, advertising the duck, chicken and goose eggs that we are gathering for sale. Every little helps. So we packed up the orders and came inside to check on more messages about the sheep. It's gone a bit bonkers this afternoon, so whilst it hasn't rained, I have been stuck in the office longer than I'd like. But these things have to be dealt with at the time they come in. We waited till about half past four and then went out to feed. We have noticed Rose's piglet, still small, getting braver and moving away from her mum outside the enclosure. We're going to have to put some pieces of wood along the hurdles um, at the bottom to stop her escaping. Rosie is a good mum though and does call her back, but she's so tiny we just feel that we've got to protect her. Back from feeding, I'd had a message from someone wanting to come and collect some quail. We are selling some of the females that we've hatched recently to raise some extra money. So we waited for Will to arrive and take his trio home. It's very handy to be able to do this as we can always sell the girls and hatch some more. After feeding everyone, we spent some time with the lambs in the barn, especially the two latest arrivals. Olivia is a second time mum, but she doesn't have very strong mothering instincts. She needs a bit of encouragement to get on her feet to feed her lambs, so we made sure the little ones had full bellies before we came inside for the night. I'm recording this once again before everyone goes away, as we also have to go and collect Ethan tonight, so I will say goodbye for now. It's been a really good week, achieving loads and finally enjoying some drier and windier days. End of day lambing report, two, one of each. Week total, four lovely lambs all doing well. As always, I'll end by saying a big thank you to our Buy Me A Coffee members, Karen, John and Joe. And I'd really love to encourage everyone listening to go over to our fundraising page and join us or donate the price of a cup of coffee if you can, especially if you're a regular listener. 
This podcast is a great way for us to see the progress we are making on the farm as the weeks and months pass by, but it does take a lot of time and work to get it to publishing day. So if you're enjoying it, please consider supporting us. The link will be in the description of this episode. I hope to be reading out some new names next week. And don't forget our Facebook and Instagram channels where we've been posting pictures of the new lambs and our progress in the vegetable garden this week. But for now, have a great week and we'll see you next time on Everlong Farm. Bye.